wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Well, hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of Dissecting Success. And oof, guys, I love reality TV. I love game shows. And there's some things that my husband won't watch with me, like Real Housewives or the Kardashians. But there's some things that my husband and I record and we follow religiously. So it is an honor for me to introduce our next guest, Chris Baden. Yes, So you may recognize his name, but him and his wife, Beth, both actually competed on the TV show American Ninja Warrior. But that's not why we're having him on. That's just something I fangirled about. Chris is actually a very talented business person. He is typically thinking about building three things at any given moment, a lifelong marriage, world impacting family and multi-million dollar businesses. The last three businesses Chris has started have done over one million dollars each per year in revenue. And in the last 10 years of being self-employed and employing others, he attributes purpose-driven prospecting as his key skill to solve problems and um, add values to others. So why he's here is because we want to add value to you. Teresa and I both think he's one of the most fascinating people we've come across in a long time. And I am honored to introduce you to Chris. So Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Blair, Teresa, thanks for having me. I'm excited to hang out with you guys and, and just have a conversation. Whoop, whoop. Okay. So Chris, what does success mean to you? Uh, the, without thinking too hard immediately, uh, success is uh, being successful in the home. Um, you know, and the, uh, the order of those top three, building a lifelong marriage, world impacting family, multi-million dollar businesses, it's in that specific order uh, on purpose. And so, um, and, and even, even going more granular, even within teams, within business. Uh, for example, last night, uh, I got, I got to go play disc golf with some of uh, my business partners. It's, I think it's really important to just like do life. These are the people you're going to battle with. And, uh, if we're not good, like how is, how is your, the rest of your team, how's the rest of what you're doing and where you're going and leading other people, how is that going to be good? So I, th- I think when I think of success, I immediately think of, hey, you know, the, the close people that are around you, are they going to, um, are they your, your nights around the round table? Are they all going to go, you know, uh, put their life on the line for you kind of thing? And if not, why? Maybe we should address that. So I don't know, for some reason today, that was kind of the first thing that's coming to mind. My God, because I love that because you are a pretty impressive guy. You've done some really cool things 
obviously you built some successful businesses. So I think that is so incredible that you're not starting with that. You know, you're not making that the number one thing and home. I, I have not heard that, that success being successful starts by being successful at home and do life. I mean, that's so fascinating. Like, I would love to know from you, like, how did you get here? Like, how did that come about that you had this realization that, you know, building the relationships, going out disc golfing with your business partners after work, having fun, you know, focusing at home became such an integral part of what it means to you to be successful instead of the business stuff. Uh, I, the, the problem is there's, there's so many lies and there's so many temptations out there. It's a ton of lies and there's a ton of, a ton of temptations, uh, specific speaking specifically to business owners, a, the lie and the temptation is, Oh, like I can't do it all. Let's BS. You can, you can, you can have it all. Okay. First define what having it all means. And the goal is never to do it all. <laughs> I can't do it all. You're not supposed to do it all. That's partly why. You're frustrated because your vision is greater than you and it takes more than yourself to accomplish something greater than yourself. You're the one bearing it. And until we open up and let others into that equation, because it's meant for them too, not just for you. And so there's some of these other principles and values we can go deeper on that are, that are fun, but keep it, keeping things really, really simple. The temptation is number one, I have to do it all. And there's always, there's always the next number one biggest thing. And if you focus on that and accomplish that and you do it well, it will be enough. And I'm here speaking to you, build it in the, in the midst of launching our next uh, company, which will by far be our biggest one we've ever done. And I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm telling tell my wife, Beth, and I call her B. I was like, B, it's like, man, I, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. Uh, and I'm finding myself falling into that temptation, that pattern. Um, and I'm like, and I know that's a lie. So I think, hey, you know, uh, you ask, well, how did you get here? How did you figure that out? Well, I've been beating my head against the wall for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the real answer. I've been employing myself and others for a decade and I've just felt that I've tried different ideas and paths. And at the end of the day, it's like, ah, you know, we all are given 24 hours in a day. Um, and the, the question becomes, you know, how, how do we show up and how do we use those? And, uh, I think that I say marriage, you know, the home life, uh, then, you know, family with, and that'll look different for everybody and then businesses, but even before all that, it's kind of, you know, your relationship that you have with yourself. And then, you know, for others, there might be a spiritual component. Um, you know, so yeah, those are a few more thoughts. Chris, I want to dive into a lifelong marriage. You know, and I'm, I'm assuming, which you should never do, because assuming makes an ass out of you and me. And I, <laughs> but everybody like, knows that. Yes. Are you talking about a marriage between like, like at home or like what, what are we talking about with marriage? And let's dive into that a bit more, because I was at an event actually with Teresa yesterday. And one of the people that were there said that they married, they've been married for 40 years. And I'm in my mid thirties and I have some friends who are, you know, been divorced and on their second marriages. Yeah. And I would just like to dive into a lifelong marriage a bit more and, and what that means to you, because to me, I think that's really important because I see it in a few different lenses. 
Got it. Okay. I think that's really important. So your, your direct question is, Hey, Chris, what does it mean to you? And I'll, I'll describe kind of my walk of life and what that means. But I think it's really important to be mindful of other walks of life and dynamics because the truth, the truth and the reality is not everyone's going to be married for life period. And, and I'm not, I'm not one to say that that's bad or like there's zero judgment. Like, life is insane. It's a freaking dog fight. <laughs> and like, good luck, everybody. I need it too. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I don't, I don't come from a, uh, yeah, a place of judgment on, on like different walks of life, combinations, relationship, all those things, right. It takes too much energy to judge all that stuff. Here's what I can say. Okay. Here's where everyone can kind of unite. And I think would be valuable for everyone to hear, no matter what walk of life it is. At the end of the day, here's a good question. Are you a person that builds lifelong relationships or not? And the reason I phrase it that way, because I have my best friend, I have known my entire life, literally, you know, we both like, man, I was going to go give kind of a, a ridiculous graphic example, but you, you can see where this is going. We're out of the womb. <laughs> you know, we've known each other since then and we've been friends. Okay. And th that hasn't always been easy. We've moved in different, sometimes we live in the same states. A lot of times we don't, right? He's in uh, Minnesota right now going through med school. Really proud of him. He's, kick, he's kicking ass and really intelligent, you know, person, how he's showing up as a husband, a father, also really good. Here's the thing. We all know how challenging relationships are, how much they can destroy us, but also how much they can build us up. We can't control everybody else, but we can control us. When you lay your head on the pillow at night, are you somebody that is committed to building relationships or not? And I ask myself that question. And for my walk of life to answer that piece of it, um, there is, uh, there is definitely some really hard situations. Uh, well, so I brought my, uh, uh, my best friend, his name's Eric. There was a time where I was like, look, dude, I don't understand what's going on. I, there, there's cr crap happening. I'm not leaving until we figure this out though. I want you to be my best friend. And <clears throat> I won't forget that night. Because, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we stayed there for a while. <laughs> and it changed the trajectory of our friendship to where I can say over a decade later now, we're still friends, still support each other. Um, with any business partner, <clears throat> I mean, when you have business partners, when you're for crying out loud, trying to find a life partner, good grief, that's a lot of work, <laughs> Right. Um, and, and there's a difference between healthy relationships and damaging relationships. I'm not saying you should always, there's some relationships that, oh man, maybe that shouldn't be a life relationship. I don't want to, it's, this is a, a, a conversation where it's, we need more context to be specific. If we're going to talk about other people's, you know, all, all the dynamics, but simple principles that I think have served me well in these dynamics. I tell people this, I was like, know that I always want to know, know that I always want to know. And if I don't know, there's nothing I can do about it. And what I'm saying is, if I'm doing something ever that annoys you, frustrates you, and I don't, I don't give a damn how small it is, know that I want to know. Like, it's that open door. Like, everything is fair game to talk about. I don't care how hard it is. And I will reciprocate and do the same. 
but it has to be, you can't abuse that. It's gotta be done with a high level of integrity, respect and love. And so I don't know, these are things that have really served me well, where I, I do have friends that I've known my entire life and we've gone through different things. I'm, I've, I've been married once, we've been together for 13 years. I've been married almost eight years in September. And I know, I, which I know is young. I'm not that, you know, I've been married for 50 years. You know, it's like, those are the cool people that like, how, what happened? <laughs> like, and you still kind of smile, like that's fantastic. So th there's some of those other story. I know that won't be everyone's story, but despite path, are you going to be somebody that's building quality relationships or not? And ultimately it comes back on us. Are we going to show up and be the person that other people even would consider and want to fight for and also build a relationship? And that's the bigger, harder question that we can always control no matter our situation. That was a lot. It was, but so powerful, Chris. And I love that you're bringing this angle in on relationships and that, you know, it takes a certain level of, you know, integrity and respect, but also vulnerability and trust yeah. and courage or bravery even to have these tough conversations, whether they are with friends, whether they're with business partners, whether they're with our like spouse, spouses, partners, whatever we want to call them, right? Like yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, when it comes to building relationships that last, but also having people show up for you, it is like you got to meet each other at the same level, but you also have to be willing to have the conversation. And yeah. I just found that so profound because so many people, um, you know, will end a relationship, any kind of relationship to find themselves in the same relationship again, because truth is mm -hmm. we always bring our truth and our way of doing with us. So relationships, yeah. especially with other people, give us a real opportunity to heal and to grow and expand as people, as leaders, as partners, as like lovers, as I don't know what the hell we want to call it, right? <laughs> but literally there was that expansion piece and the growth piece. And I love when you said that, know that I always want to know. Because what you're always like, what you're doing with that too, is to making it really clear. Like, I want to know, like, if I don't know, I can't do anything about it. And, you know, not to take this down completely, the relationship path, but like talking about successful businesses as well, right? Like if you don't share what you know, you won't grow your business. If people don't share with what they know, you can't expand and grow. Right. So I just found that that leaks out in so many other areas. And I just think that's incredible. And I love this question. You know, are you a person that builds lifelong relationships or not? Yeah. That's I just, powerful. I just want to say that it's interesting that you were talking about that, Chris, because I have some best friends that I made in junior kindergarten and kindergarten and summer camp when I was eight. So some of these friends have been in my life for about three decades. Yeah. And it's just really interesting because it, you know, it got me thinking about how do I build these relationships and what do I put in? And what does the other person put in and what are we willing to fight for? And is it natural? Do we need to fight for it? And I think it's just so relatable in business. And I think it is that bridge to probably why you are so successful and you've built three businesses that made over a million dollars. And I'd love to know more about those businesses. Like, let's talk about what you've done and where you're going. 
Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. So I think that's that's kind of a good good way to segue. How does this connect, and how does this more directly relate to business? Um, and you know, it, I like how it started because you're asking, well, like, how, how did you get here? And I, I'm focused more heavily on people and and the relationships because what is a business? It's just an entity. It's just an entity. The good ones are made up of good people, and the bad ones are made up of bad people, right? An apple tree produces what? Apples, orange, you know, orange tree, they're, they're on trees, right? <laughs> produces oranges. And so it's like, look, a, a good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, tree being the symbol of, of a business, right? And so, uh, yeah, is it, are you solving a real problem? Is it helping real people in a real way? And, and I like to always have this component of how fast is it helping somebody? Hey, guess what, guys? I can help you make a million bucks in your business too. It's going to take 17 years, but we're going to get there. You know, it's like, ah, that's not so interesting, <laughs> right? So I, I think some of those uh, angles matter. And the phrase is uh, continue to serve me well. It's like uh, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Anything worthwhile is worth fighting for. And to accomplish something that's greater than yourself, it takes more than yourself. So I don't either I can choose to, to play at a lower level or I can understand that other people are a part of the equation and I can either accept and embrace that or I can ignore it and deny what I, I feel like I, I'm called to do. And so John Maxwell says it really well. It's like, he says, you can ask for help or you can give up on your vision. I'm like, Oh, I can't like quits not in my blood. So yeah, let's learn how to ask for help. <laughs> right. And it's not, it's, it's hard because sometimes you ask for help and you get it and then it sucks and it hurts you. And then you have to go ask for more help. And then you more and more, and you're like, I've hired five people and they keep destroying me. Like, it's just easier if I do it myself, Chris, totally get it. That's another lion temptation of business, depending on what your goal is. Right. So you ask what I've done. I've been in insurance. I've been in um, e-com and then software. Those are the three different industries in the last five years. All of them have been built and generate a million dollars or more per year in revenue. So I, I just say that so people can judge me accordingly. Hey, Chris, I really want to know how to build a 10 million per year business. I can give you a lot of really helpful, good thought. I've consulted plenty of companies that do so, but I have not myself run a team and built all the things that done that. So I don't really like to talk to that that angle as much as, you know, here's where I played and here's where I can be really useful to others. And the reason I've been able to create that result, I'm really good at building small teams, teams of five, uh, five to 10. And um, I can go like, we've got a, somebody in our community, he sells baseball cards for crying out loud. I've never sold a baseball card in my life. Right. I, but after uh, where I become useful for some, the more somebody listens to me, the more money they make. It's just the effect I have on people, apparently. To be fair, I've only thought about this every day, all day for the last 10 years of my life. <laughs> so there is some practice. But <laughs> um, the result, I've never sold a baseball card before in my life. He now sells over $2,000 per week in baseball cards. Right? I understand people. I understand how to solve problems. I understand why people buy things. And then I understand how to start making that transaction happen more frequently and faster. That's it. And it all starts with kind of what you guys mentioned earlier, purpose-driven prospecting. We, it's a conversation. You want more sales? Go talk to more people. End of story, right? You want it to go faster and scale it? Start marketing, 
right? And and if yeah, so those are some initial thoughts. But how is some of that striking you guys? <laughs> First of all, I love that. I recently cleaned out my mother's house and I found my collection of Beanie Babies. Now, can you help me Beanie sell my collection of Beanie suckers. Babies? <laughs> Just kidding. We actually gave away a lot, believe it or not. We have a, we just tried to figure out which ones were rare and we kept those, but we gave a lot away to our friends' kids. But you just said that about baseball cards. I'm like, man, I wish this interview happened before we gave away all those beanie babies because maybe I could make 2000 extra dollars a week selling beanie babies. <laughs> but some I, beanie I, baby. <laughs> I think it's amazing because you said that when people, the more they listen to you, the richer they get, the more successful they are. So I know that the people listening to this podcast are going to be more inspired and they're going to be more successful after listening to what you had to say. And what I really love is I've recently started bringing on more team members to help me. And I love what you said, the magic numbers between five and 10. So it's kind of like, well, if Chris did that, I'm going to do it too. So (laughs) thank you for that inspiration. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad, glad uh, there's some inspiration there. (laughs) I do my best. It's not all going to be gold, but you know, every once in a while, (laughs) So fun. I, Chris, you have so much incredible knowledge. And I just want to touch on something that you said, because you mentioned that you, you understand how people buy, you understand how people buy. And there's something that I've recently come across or I hear a lot. And that's people telling me that they don't know how to sell. And I like to say, if you know how to buy, you know how to sell. Mm, And it's, uh, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because so often we're focusing just on one side of sales. And I know sales is like your jam. And we see the one side of sales, you know, how do we sell? How do we do this? How do we do that? But actually shifting your perspective to the side that you've experienced over and over understanding who's buying, how they're buying, what their experience is like is so powerful, right? And this like, purpose-driven i'm missing this third word help me out here you said purpose-driven purpose-driven prospecting purpose-driven prospecting like there was just something that really speaks to me even about the terms because it changes the way we look at approaching people about our products and services yeah if if you're um if you're stuck in a problem you've got a Oh, speaking of a pro, okay, this is really real. Um, I just forgot this day has been like, you know, just back to back to back. I have a leak in my sprinkler uh, system right now. <laughs> like I saw this this morning. I just, like, this is like hours ago. It's been leaking this entire time. Okay, so that's my problem, right? If somebody were to come prospect and say, hey, I, I provide a landscaping service. I'd be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for finding me. I don't even have time to call somebody. I've got to, can you go fix the leak right now? I'll pay you. Okay. This is so weird <laughs> timing of this right now, but I want people to feel this and understand this because people prospect, prospecting is just the art and science of talking to more people. Okay. And, and a lot of people carry shame and guilt when they go talk to other people. And you know why it doesn't work? Because you're bringing shame and guilt into the conversation. You don't like to feel it. No one else wants to feel it. That's why it doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, but here's the thing. If someone comes up like, okay, I'm sorry, you know, like I landscape, you know, here's just my cart. I don't, I'm like, dude, listen, I need you to get past your stuff. I got a freaking problem. Can you go solve my problem? You are helping other people. When you come into a market, you're there to serve the market. If you suck at serving the market, then feel ashamed and go home and figure out how to do it better. 
because it just, they're either going to reject you until you get your poop in a group, or you can just fix it. And then, and then what I like to say is you get into conviction selling, which isn't false motivation, but it's, 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 it's integrity. It's whole. You're treating other people the way you want to be treated. You're approaching other people the way you want to be approached when we're, when we're sellers, just like you said very well, Teresa, when we're set, when we become sellers, we all for, I don't know what it is. It's like, we magically forget what it is to be a buyer. Buying is freaking fun. I've got a leak in my sprinkler for like, it's the hose is broken and it's spraying out profusely. It's hard. It's painful for me, for, for me to even tell you about this. It's spraying all over my, the side of the wall and it's going over the fence into my neighbor's house. Hopefully they don't have some like lawn furniture or whatever right on the other side of the fence because then I'm going to probably have to buy new furniture for them. So my point is people love to buy and people love for their problems to be solved. Do you solve a real problem for real people? And if you do, man, it like they will live a lesser life until you like, why not you? They just need to know you exist. And, and that's the, that's the prospect. That's the purpose driven prospecting part of just meeting more people. So kind of the soapbox a little bit. <laughs> That's so amazing. And I really hope that somebody will come by and fix your sprinkler. And <laughs> if this too. was live, I would hope that somebody in your area magically would hear this right now and come by and maybe we're sending it out into the universe. So <laughs> your sprinkler stops spraying on the wall and potentially wrecking your neighbor's furniture because that would be horrible. But I love this example. And I love that you said, you know, buying is fun. Buying is yeah. fun. And like, that's why I'm always like, if you're showing up online, you got to have fun. You got to have fun with yeah. what you do. It's, it's what actually, when we started this podcast, we said, plan, I said, this is going to be fun. So we're going to yeah. run it. So it's fun. We're not going to do it if it's not fun. As long as it's fun, we're going to do it. So yeah. we don't know how long we're going to do it. At the moment, we're having a lot of fun. So maybe it's going to be a lifelong podcast. See what I did ah, there? So funny. Yeah, one. you already inspired me, Chris. So as we're finishing up and wrapping up, I want to ask you this last question because I feel like uh, you just have so much incredible knowledge. Seriously, like anybody listening, go follow Chris, find him, go check out what he's up to because he's a pretty incredible human being. But what is the number one or one thing, one piece of advice that you would give people that are on their path to success? What would you say, this is the thing I would start with? Sales. It, like it, it, um, it, it starts with sales. If sales aren't happening, you know, like in this game of business, uh, when sales stop, uh, everyone loses and you go home. That's how it works. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying uh, sell and don't deliver. I'm just saying it starts with sales, but also it's, I think it's important to know that I define sales as, you know, listening, practicing empathy and creatively solving problems. Those are the three things I think are really key to doing sales. Well, listening, practicing empathy and creatively solving problems. I learned that I don't get paid to work. I get paid to produce results. So the way that I get results is I have to get other people results. If I don't get them results, then I don't get results. If I don't, if I'm not showing up in a useful way to other people, I'm broke. The end. And I learned that 10 years ago in my first job, commission only sales, B2B. 
I watched business to business. I watched over 40 people come and go. I felt like I was going to get fired every single day for the first eight months. I felt like I was going to vomit. Like I was like, it's just that it was, uh, it was like a horrible, but I didn't know any different. I was like, wow, this work things really work, man. So, but the fighter in me, the competitor, I played sports my whole life. I'm like, I, I hate this. Don't I hate, I get why people are quitting. I hate this, but I'm not leaving until I win. And so three years later, I was, I was in the payment technology industry. I was selling credit card processing. So like, Hey, can I see your statement? I'll save you time and money. I'm 24. And here's why you should process millions of dollars with me. I'll probably screw something up. Want to do business? You know, it was a hard pitch, (laughs) but I knew nothing about sales. I knew nothing about the processing and the rates and negotiating contracts and the hardware and software. I knew none of this stuff, but if my second month I'm working 70 plus hours a week, the whole, like every week, all the, the entire month, I make 800 bucks for the entire month. And that's when I learned, I don't get, Oh, wait a minute, but I've done this. And I've done that. I was like, Chris, nobody cares. Nobody cares, dude. I don't care how hard you work. I don't, you don't get paid to work. You get paid to produce results. And that shifted my very direction of how I approached then sales and then it led into to me beginning to employ myself and others in, in building businesses. You, uh, so yeah, if, it teaches you so much. Um, I've got a four and a three-year-old and now a nine-month-old. I got three kids on the age of five. My four and three-year-old have their own business. They make $30 a month. They, they work one afternoon a month. Okay. The sales, princ- sales is a life skill. It teaches you how to talk to other people. It like, go read a sales book. Well, Chris, I'm not even in sales. Yes, you are. Every day you are buying and selling ideas in every conversation you have, period. And learning this skill, it is a life skill. It's the number one life skill. If you're a doctor, it'll help you with bedside manner. If you're a lawyer, you got to be persuasive. If you're in customer service, sometimes you got to sell people on how to, uh, like what the right solution is, right? Well, but they didn't buy anything. I know, but you still, how many, oh gosh, there's so many examples that we can, hopefully this is hitting for some people because there's a lot of examples out there, right? But at the, at the end of the day, we're buying and selling ideas just even in conversation. And this is something that, yeah, it's, you know, can get complex and it can, it can do tens and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. But it's also so simple and valuable that even a four and three-year-old can apply them and, and you know, understand how to relate and connect in the world. Wow. Oh my goodness, Chris, like I could talk to you for hours. This is what happened when I joined you on your podcast, which was so fun. Like there's just so much there. And I love that you said that sales is a life skill because I think it shifts our perspective on what selling is. And this whole idea that it's a, you know, sales common approach goes away when we start to understand that sales is really all encompassing in all areas of our life. And there is a way of doing it. And you said, you know, you're getting paid for delivering results. And I think every single person in the world, right this moment is responsible to creating the results that they want. So how are you gonna show up for that? And that really hit home for me in this conversation. And Teresa Blair, you guys, do you guys know who the hardest person on planet earth to sell is? I would assume yourself. Yourself. Yeah. 
I, I mean, if, if we were all really good at selling ourselves, we'd all have, you know, the six pack and, you know, let's talk about selling ourselves on how we should eat and let's talk about how we should sleep. Let's talk about how, you know what I mean? Like we all know that there's not a, there's not a lack of information. <laughs> we, a lot of us know the right answers to the question is why aren't we doing it? And we're being sold. We're buying into stories that are creating certain results for how we show up in the world. And what's cool about sales, when you build that life skill, you'll get better at selling yourself on the things you already know you need to do. And now we start slipping into discipline and perseverance, you know, but there's a reason we do what we do and sales un unravels all that. It unlocks, it, cre it creates a different life, period. So, so, so amazing. Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. This was an absolute pleasure. We'll make sure we'll put in the show notes ways to connect with you so people can dive into your world of sales more and see what you're up to and follow you and learn from you um, most of all. So thank you so much. This is a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success and go sell yourself, learn to sell, go do it. No excuses. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.